Do you like the start of a new year? Yeah, I like the start of a new year. I like the new beginnings. I like the opportunity to kind of think about what I want to create and the freshness and the newness of a new year. It just seems to be a perfect platform for being able to, to do that. And so the series that we are in right now, I think really is a perfect one for the start of a new year. It is a series called Being Big for God. Being big for God. It's about living life in a bigger, broader, grander way than we have before and being sure that we are not holding ourselves back. In the first lesson in this series, I talked to you about how our New Thought teachings invite us to be big, invite us to grow. That oftentimes that invitation actually lies just beneath the surface of feelings of discontent or dissatisfaction, but when we probe a little deeper, what we find is that there is a nudge, an urging for us to step forward, to grow. So there's the invitation to grow. There's the instruction to grow. How do we do it? What's involved in being big for God? And we took a look at that last week. Today we're going to be looking at inspiration. Inspiration, say that word with me, inspiration inspiration. Even the word itself, to me, is inspiring. The word inspiration is a compound word from the Latin inspiare, inspiare. It refers to the idea that within, in, there is an energy within, and spiare is to breathe life, to blow, to breathe life into. Perhaps you Remember that scripture verse in Genesis where we are told in allegorical words that God created man out of the dust of the earth and then did what? Breathe life into him. Breathe life into him. What does it mean to be big for God, to be inspired to be big for God? Our series is a result of an inspiration from a New Thought song written by Cerise Patron, called Be Big for God. And in it, she tells us that being big for God means we speak out for love. We speak out for love. You know, as we look around us, we live in a world where love is not everywhere expressed by everyone. Have you noticed that? There's plenty of opportunities for each and every one of us to speak out for love, to be big for God, is an invitation to shine our lights brightly. Our teacher in Wayshower, Jesus Christ, said of each and every one of us, you are the light of the world. Don't hide your light. Don't be afraid of it. Let your light shine brightly and not just for yourself. But the instruction to let our light shine brightly was an instruction that in doing so, we would give glory to God, give glory to this divine presence and power within and all around us, that would be an inspiration to others as well. To be big for God is to live our life, Sarie says, without regrets, to live our life loud without regret. I like that phrase, to live our life loud without regret. We don't want to get toward the end of our life and look back and be disappointed in the things that we didn't say yes to, that we didn't go for, that we didn't strive for. 
It is to say yes to our good. It is to break free of fear and doubt. These are some of the ways that we can be big for God. Charles Fillmore, our co-founder of Unity, in his book Talks on Truth, wrote, There is within every man such a place called the secret place of the Most High. He's pulling a phrase from the Old Testament, the secret place of the Most High. This is a point, he says, that man understands what it is to be inspired by the Spirit to say and do things extraordinary in the sight of the world. There is that place within us, a place in consciousness where that spirit of the divine indwells us. And it is at this place, he says, that we understand what it is to be inspired, to realize that we are more than what we have allowed ourselves to be in the past. And that when we get that feeling of more, when we are inspired, we will say and do things that in the sight of the world is remarkable and extraordinary. Ernest Holmes, the co-founder of the Science of Mind, said something similar with regard to inspiration. He said, we can be certain that there is an intelligence in the universe to which we may come that will guide and inspire us. An intelligence in the universe to which we can turn that will guide and inspire us. Does that give you a sense of hope? It does to me. It reminds me I'm not in this by myself. That there is something way bigger than me, way smarter than me, that I can tap into, that I can pay attention to, and that when I do, I will have the courage to live my life in a bigger way. And so what happens when we are inspired, I was thinking about this last night, that inspiration amplifies everything. Inspiration amplifies us in such a way that we are not only going to speak loud for love and speak out for love, but we're going to do it more boldly, more consistently, with more passion. Inspiration amplifies our courage. Inspiration makes us far more keenly alive to be inspired and to be inspiring. To be inspired is to have the life energy within us quickened. Think about that for a moment. Think about the last time you felt inspired by someone or something. Did you not have the experience of being much more keenly aware of the life force within you? It was as if something was amplified. There was a vibrancy, a vitality. When we are inspired, that happens inside of us. It is a physical, emotional, and spiritual experience. I was thinking last night about, well, what are the things or places or people or circumstances that inspire me, that make me feel more keenly alive and more vibrantly alive? And I came up with a lot of them. I thought maybe instead of just having a gratitude journal, I had to keep an inspiration journal. I thought about how nature's beauty and grandeur inspires me deeply, and I feel so much more alive. I think about my beautiful Sierra Mountains. I think about June Lake. I think about that whole place, no matter what season it is, and I am inspired. I am more keenly alive. I'm more vibrantly alive. I feel I can do anything 
anything. I think about certain pieces of music that inspire me. Do you have pieces of music that inspire you? And when you listen to them, do, do you not feel as if your whole body is resonating with that music and you feel more vibrant and you feel more alive? Don't you think we need a world filled with people that feel more alive? Truly alive, not numb looking at their screens all the time and going through the motions of being alive, but truly alive, vibrantly alive. Birth inspires me. Yeah, whether it is to see the messiness, birth is messy, of a human birth, whether it is to watch the transformation of the caterpillar into the chrysalis into the butterfly, is an inspiration that quickens my life energy within me. What inspires you? What inspires you? And do you choose to bring that more consistently into your awareness, to look for those experiences, to look for those people that inspire you so that you can feel that energy of being more keenly alive. I thought it absolutely ironic as I was going through this exercise myself last night. What is it that inspires me? Great feats of strength inspire me. Great skill inspires me. But what I thought about that was quite ironic is the word inspire, we already know, means to breathe life into, right? Right? Okay, to breathe life into. But I thought about how many of those things that inspire me actually first take my breath away. And some of you are nodding. But you know what? As soon as it takes my breath away, that next breath in is like breathing in all of the oxygen around me. It's like, wow. Wow. To live life on fire in that way. Our spiritual teachings and practices, not the teaching alone, it's the practice of them. It's the practice of them. Helps us to live in that kind of energy field. And out of that kind of energy, we are creative, we are faith-filled, we are passionate, we are capable, we are living our destiny and our potential. To be inspired is to have that energy of life quickened in us more keenly and vibrantly. I also believe that to be inspired happens in two different ways. It can happen as a result of pain or it can happen as a result of a compelling vision. I am reminded of a phrase my friend Michael Beckwith says frequently, that pain pushes us until the vision pulls us. And I got to thinking about how pain and vision can be incredibly inspiring, both of them. And I want to lead with what I would call the more positive of the two, because I still like the inspiration that comes from vision. It's a little more comfortable to me than the inspiration that comes on the heel of pain. That's not as comfortable, but it can be just as effective. Tomorrow, we celebrate what actually has become for me over the years one of my favorite holidays. We celebrate a powerful man. We celebrate Martin Luther King Jr. And I think about the speech that he gave. I was only seven years old at the time, so I do not remember it as a direct immediate experience, but I do remember seeing all the videos of it years later. In August of 1963, 
He gave our country a compelling vision, did he not? When he spoke the words of his dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the Red Hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that one day, even in the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. He painted a vision that inspired a nation, a vision that we have not yet fulfilled in its entirety, as embarrassing and shameful, I think that is to say, as a white person, we have not fulfilled that yet. But there is no question that that vision that was so compelling reached right into the minds and hearts and conscience of so many people to make some fundamentally necessary and needed changes. But you know what? We cannot legislate fairness. We cannot legislate a heart that truly loves beyond race and creed. That doesn't come from a law that requires us to do that. That comes from a choice within. And there is a tremendous amount of healing work, I believe, that we as a, a nation still need to do around that issue. And until we get at it, in a deep and real and profound way, we're going to have the same problems that we keep having. <clears throat> Vision is powerful. Vision is inspiring. Vision helps us to become our better selves individually and collectively. However, the same can be said of pain. Vision pulls us, pain pushes us. You are sitting here today and every Sunday that you choose to come and every day in between that you take a class or any time you set foot at this place, you are setting foot here because of inspiration that came about in my life because of pain. It was a pain that was so great in serving as an associate minister for the first three years after being ordained that I could not stand that pain in that horrible situation I was in as an associate, that I had the courage to step out and do something different. I will never forget one of the most painful, destructive moments I experienced as an associate minister. It was right before I was to step out and teach my very first class at, in that church. I had prepared long and hard. I was excited about teaching, but I was also very nervous about teaching. I really wanted to do a good job. And just as I was getting ready to go out, people, I could hear people outside filling in the, the, the room. Just as I was ready to go out, the senior minister came into me into my office, closed the door, and he said, they're only here 
to do me a personal favor. You're not going to do a good job. You're going to bomb. And then he turned out and he walked out. And I stood there stunned. The tears just piercing my eyes and felt like I wasn't going to be able to get words out. I'd never had anybody say something so cruel to me at such a pivotal moment. There were other kinds of experiences within that professional relationship that were so painful. But eventually that pain was the inspiration to do something different. Tony Robbins says, change happens when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. Pain can be inspiring. I don't necessarily say cultivate it on purpose. <laughs> I don't think we need to do that. However, it can inspire us to be our better selves. It can inspire us to do the thing that we never thought we could do before. I came across a quote last night that I liked very much. And it was a simple quote, it is, to be inspired is great, to inspire is incredible. To be inspired is great, to inspire is incredible. I've shared with you some of the things that inspire me. I've encouraged you to think about things that inspire you and to do what you can to cultivate them, to remind yourself of them, to put yourself in the experience of them. Because when we are inspired, the very life energy, the God energy within us is amplified and is quickened and we become much more powerful and capable than we are when we don't have that feeling, that inspiration. I have encouraged you to, to look at vision as a way to be inspired. I've encouraged you to reframe pain as a way to be inspired as well. But I want to leave you with what I think is an equally important challenge. And that is that, yes, it is true that to be inspired is great, but to be inspiring is incredible. And I don't have any doubt whatsoever that every single one of us in this room is called upon by life itself to be inspiring. Even if you've never looked at yourself that way before as someone that is meant to inspire others, I want to say you are that. And the world needs you to be that. It needs each and every one of us to be that, to be willing to be a vehicle to inspire others. How do we do that? There are so many different ways. But what it really comes down to, I think, is the way we choose to live our lives. The way we choose to live our lives. For you see, every time that you make a choice to speak out for love, to speak out and against intolerance or prejudice of, ever, of any kind, you are an inspiration. In that moment, you are an inspiring energy. Every time you have made a personal overcoming in your life, have you made any personal overcomings? Anybody deal with challenges? You've, absolutely you have. You are an inspiring field. You are a focal point of inspiration for those around you who have noticed. It doesn't matter how many. It doesn't matter. Aren't you glad? I'm so glad for this one. That any time I learn something or overcome something that's been difficult, it's not just a benefit to me, 
I'm so glad others can benefit even a tiny little bit from it because it makes the agony and the pain of whatever it is I was dealing with much more palatable. Can I have an amen to that? Every time you speak out for love, you are inspiring others. Every time you make a better choice in the way you're going to live your life to be kinder and gentler to our planet, you are an inspiration to others. Every time you deal with your own fear and come face to face with it and say, I'm not going to let it hold me back, I'm going to find a way through it, you are an inspiration to others. So no matter what story you may have been told by a parent or a teacher or a brother or a sister that somehow you're not quite good enough or others are powerful and strong and leaders and make a difference, let go of that story. They were wrong. They were simply wrong. You are a child of the God. You are a child of God endowed with infinite power and potential. Be bold. Be courageous, start right where you are, and be willing to take that next step. God bless. Namaste.